You're listening to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam.
Well, thanks for tuning in to another week of the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you tuning in here. Uh, today on the show, we've got a very special guest, and we're going to be featuring the music of a very talented group that, that I've come to love over the, the last several years. Uh, I'm talking about a group called Palo from Miami, Florida, and we've got Mr. Steve Reutstein here, and he is the band leader and founder of the band. And so, Steve, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to come on the show, man. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. How are you? Oh, just hustling. My normal hustle as always. Uh, so, uh, an interesting story about Paulo. I moved to Miami to go to school at the University of Miami, which I we are both uh, fellow Canes, right? That's right. Go Canes. Uh-huh. At the University of Miami. And so, my wife and I had gone down to Lincoln Road uh, to a place that I don't even know if is, is open still, and it's it was called Van Dykes. And no, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not open anymore. But it was a really hip place, and there was this cool band that was relatively new. This is like 2007 or eight or so, and uh, and I was and and we're like, what's this Palo Afro Cuban Descargara right funk? What? Well, we call it Afro Cuban funk. <laughs> Afro Cuban funk, and and we just had to go check this thing out, and so we went to this place, and we're just blown away by what Paulo is doing. So I finally, you know, everything is cyclical. So now we got Steve Roystein and Paulo on the Colin Truesdell Jazz Dam. So it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And so, Steve, how's it going, man? Uh, you know, um, I guess right off the bat, how did, how did Paulo form? Well, the quick version of the story is uh, I got a really lucky break when I was a young musician. Um, just starting uh to have a career as a as a keyboard player and a songwriter and a producer i got to start um producing co-producing and arranging and musically directing a, a salsa singer named willie chirino a um, guy who lives here in miami a cuban guy and um that was awesome because through that we had all kinds of hit songs together and I got to start working with other huge tropical music people and some Latin pop people, uh, Celia Cruz, Ricardo Montaner, uh, a really long list of uh, music that I'm proud of. And from there, I got to do all kinds of cool projects, things like um, music for advertising, where I would sort of use my uh, little fetish for taking uh, funk and other styles of music and mashing it up with Cuban music. So uh, at some point, late 90s, um, both the Latin record industry and the advertising industry started to get into this thing where they were less imaginative than they had been previously. And I was not having as much fun. So I started thinking about doing my own thing. I never really wanted to be an artist initially. And that's how Paulo was born. I just decided, well, I'm going to do a band where I can take my two favorite kinds of music, which is American funk and uh, Afro-Cuban music, and mash them together and see what happens. And when I figured out how I was going to do it logistically, um, I realized that I wanted to have uh, the ability to write songs and have them sung by a good singer. When I found Leslie Cartaya, that was the biggest day ever for Paolo because she's an incredible vocalist. So I call her my co-founder because I didn't really have a band until Leslie jumped on board. 
And um, she took to it right away. She's Cuban. She was born in a little town called San Nicolas de Bari, which is outside of Havana, about an hour's drive outside of the, the Havana. So it's a, she's actually a country girl, what they call una guajira. Um, it's a sugarcane town that she's from. <laughs> but she went to high school at Laena, which is a famous um, art school. So she had that Havana influence for the time that she went through that school. And it's the, one of the most amazing music schools um, on the earth. So Leslie and I um, started to write songs together. We found the two percussion guys, Raimero Lalde on timbales, Philbert Armenteros on the congas and on lead vocals. And then finally, my dear old friend, Ed Calle, who I've known since we were 18-year-old freshmen at the University of Miami together, he joined um, on sax. And that's been our same uh, personnel, same format for almost 13 years now. Cool. Awesome. Well, man, I, you know, I think we got to get to some more music. Yeah, enough. They say in Spanish, mas musica, menos blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so uh, the next tune, um, I'm going to play, today we're going to play all tunes off of Paolo's Grammy-nominated and Latin Grammy-nominated uh, recording called Paolo Live, uh, which you can pick up at your website, right? Yeah, it's available on gopalo.com. It's also uh, available here and there. Amazon, you can get it. Um, digitally, it's everywhere you can get digital music. You know, a lot of people don't even have anything to play a CD on anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's nice that you can get it on iTunes and Amazon and all kinds of digital stores. Spotify, uh, YouTube, it's all over. So cool. just look for Go Gopalo on the internet and you will find us. So this next tune is called... Uh Camina con los codos. You want to preface that at all? Okay. Camina con los codos means he walks with his elbows, literally. But it's one of those Cuban <laughs> sayings that really doesn't mean he walks with his elbows. That's a actually a Caribbean uh, Latin colloquialism for somebody who's a miser, somebody who's really cheap, doesn't like to spend money. So this song contains a couple little vignettes about this really cheap guy. Awesome. Here is Palo's Camino con los Coros here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam.
Well, I hope you're like me and really digging on Palo. Uh, my wife and I really love Palo and have for this last several years. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. If you're interested more about the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, you can go on to Facebook and please like the show. And you can always check out who's coming up next. And then also, if you are interested in hearing all the episodes of the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, you can go on to iTunes and you can download every single episode that we have done, including shows like this one, the Apollo one. We've got a lot of other different artists on there. Uh, so please, ladies and gentlemen, uh, support the show and share it with your friends. But back in the studio, we've got Mr. Steve Reutstein, Professor Reutstein, FaceTiming yes, us all the way from Miami, Florida. So we were talking a little bit on the break. Um, you're one of four music business professors at Miami-Dade College, right? That is correct. Miami-Dade College is actually, a lot of people don't realize it, it is... Um, a college, but it's mostly known as a community college. A lot of the programs that are offered are associate degrees. And uh, very quietly, we are the largest college in the United States with over 170,000 students at any given time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we have three very big campuses in, in Miami-Dade County and about, uh, I think, four or five other smaller satellite campuses throughout the county. And it does an incredible job of carrying out its mission statement, which is uh, afford, uh, offering affordable, high-quality education to everyone. And that's a mission that uh, that I gladly signed on to about the same time that I started Palo. And it worked out really well because I put all of my musical uh, consciousness into my band and took a totally you know, left turn from being a very highly compensated uh, freelance producer and songwriter into a band that was a startup and a college professor. And as we know, educators don't make enough money either. But I was totally happy because um, the college is just, it's a super fertile place for thought and creativity. And I've uh, come to really embrace this uh, additional part of my life as, as a college professor teaching music business. What's unique about what I'm able to do there and uh, Dr. Ed Kaye, who is also Paulo sax player and a very well-known jazz saxophonist throughout the world. Uh, we're, we're both on the faculty uh, with music business. And it's really interesting that both of us have major label experience and major project experience. Plus now we both also have this hands-on experience of being on the independent side, which is where most of our students want to start out. You don't, usually don't start out with a meeting in a major label's uh, A&R room. You start out hopefully trying to get some gigs locally somewhere. So that's something we have experience with, and it's uh, it's great to to be in a, such a fantastic learning environment with incredible students and great staff and faculty and administration and the facilities at Miami-Dade are top-notch. We have state-of-the-art recording studios to teach in and labs, and it, it's just amazing. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds very cool. So, uh, you know, um, you have a personal website, or is it all just through GoPalo? I do not have a personal website. Uh, GoPalo.com is slightly personal because I have uh, hooked in there a blog, and sometimes you'll see on the blog that might be a press release or something like that, and uh, other times it'll be like a recipe for making uh, Cuban arroz con pollo chicken with yellow mm. rice. 
um, or something. That's you what know, I'm talking one about. My, yeah, one of my obsessions yeah, is food, and so I, I will throw some personal stuff on there now and then, but it's mostly all about Palo. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, last night we were, I was cooking and, and I was prepping music for the show, trying to pick out which songs. And my wife's listening. She's like, "Man, we I miss Miami. I want some Cuban food." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's so funny because in South Florida, you uh, as a resident here, even if you're not really into the Cuban thing, you still know at any time you can drive a short distance and get great, yeah. cheap, wonderful Cuban food and coffee and oh, whatever man. you like that's Cuban. Yeah, you know when you leave that place, you you really take it for granted when you live there. You know? Yep. Um. Anyway, so all right, so uh, I'd like to play some more music. We got this, um, you know, we're playing music off of the Palo Live recording that was uh, nominated for a Latin Grammy and nominated for a regular Grammy. And so um, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the whole Grammy situation, which is amazing. Um, but can, can you want to preface this uh, Tobacco y Ron Pa Mi Santa? Sure. That That song came about in a funny way. We used to... I used to have a beat when we first started the band that was kind of almost like a mambo thing. It was uh, sort of almost like Palo's funky version of a Desperado sort of typical 1950s, early 60s kind of a kitschy mambo mixed in with funk. And we stopped doing the song for a long time. And then one time I got the beat up and during a performance... And we started singing this other stuff on top of it, and it became a new song, which is Tabaco y Rompa Mi Santa. Awesome. All right, you're listening to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. We're here, we're here with Steve Reutstein of Palo. This is Tobacco y Rompa Mi Santa. Tobacco y 
All right, you're listening to Paulo here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. We got Mr. Steve Reutstein here in, uh, well, he's FaceTiming us in the studio. And, yes. Uh, and he's the band leader for the band. And so, you know, one thing that I really want to find out about, and we had talked a couple months about uh, a couple months ago about this whole process, but how was Paulo nominated for a Latin Grammy to eventually go on to be on the ballot. You guys went out to the Grammys. I mean, that's a really cool thing. What, what, what happened with that whole situation? Well, I've been a voting member of the Grammys uh, since I was eligible, which was around, uh, I guess, mid, late 80s. And then as soon as the Latin Grammys were formed, I was a founding voting member of the Latin Grammys as well. Uh, you know, I like to support... Um, you know, our industry and try and whatever way I can to keep the industry um, moving in the right direction as much as possible. So I must admit, I've been involved in a lot of other stuff and have never really gotten inside the Grammys. I've never served on a committee, uh, you know, I've, none of that kind of stuff. I've just, you know, pay my dues and support and I go to an occasional event. Um, so when we did Palo Live, which literally is a live album, it was recorded in one evening uh, at a place that no longer exists called Pax, which was a great club um, near Little Havana underneath the I-95 overpass. It was a really cool place run by a wonderful person named Roxanne Scalia. And um, we sort of mourn the loss of that venue because it, it just had a great vibe. So that was our 10-year anniversary party that took place a few years ago. And we did a multi-camera shoot there and recorded the whole thing on multi-track. Some of the songs were really long jams, so we cut them down a little bit to make them fit on a CD. And that CD, we were happy with it because people you know, liked our first album a lot, but a lot of people told us they liked us more live than in the studio. So that Palo Live was the answer to that, that we could try and capture some of that live energy and spontaneity on a recording. We didn't have many expectations when we submitted it for the Latin Grammy consideration. And when we got nominated, I, to, to be perfectly honest with you, I was not prepared because I didn't think we would ever get nominated in a category where, keep in mind, the Latin Grammys draw from 26 countries. And so anyone who thinks they might have a shot in that category is going to submit their material, including all the superstars who do similar music to we do and might try and get nominated in that category. And they have all the resources that we don't have. Um, they can sort of rally the troops and get nominated and all that kind of thing. So the the process by which we were nominated is still sort of a mystery to me. I think that what happens is um, there, I believe there must be some mechanism that the Latin Grammys um, use to make sure that uh, independent music doesn't just fall through the cracks. Because we were in a, uh, when we got nominated for the Latin Grammys and the Grammys in both situations, we were nominated alongside superstars and another one or two independents. So there's a balance there. And, uh, I think that's wonderful. If there is a mechanism in place to make sure that um, independents are not ignored, I think that's a great thing because the majority of the music that's being put out now is from independent artists such as Paolo. 
So it, it's only fair that at least we get nominated. And for us, I must tell you, the nomination for the Grammy and the Latin Grammy were just as valuable as a win would have been because now when people would ignore our email before because oh, I've never heard of this, now if you you know mention those sanctionings that we've received from the, these great organizations, people tend to want to open the email and see what it says. It's super cool, man. You guys definitely deserve it. Um, so, so the process was you you were nominated, and then you go through several tiers, right? And then you just kept on ascending. Well, it's really it seems a lot more complicated than it is. You submit your material, and if it qualifies, because sometimes maybe uh, an artist is submitting their material, but maybe their release date is not during the eligibility period, or some other factors might disqualify something. So first of all, they want to make sure that it qualifies. And then they want to make sure that you're in the appropriate category. Once that has been determined that you're okay, they will put you in that list to be nominated. You're not nominated yet. You're just accepted to be nominated. Mm -hmm. So that could be 100, 200, 300 submissions that people have to choose between the voting members. Once that voting process is done, then whoever makes the, you know, in our categories, it was the top five that, that ended up being the nominees. So then you're a nominee. And forever, Paula will always be uh, Latin Grammy nominated and Grammy nominated. So we have that kind of like little uh, approval forever. And at that point, then you go through the voting process and people vote for who they want to win. And that is the situation where um, I think we went into it sort of with a very uh, zen attitude. We were just thrilled to be there. We went to Las Vegas for the Latin Grammys. We went to L.A. for the Grammys. And it was incredible to be just like hanging out in the industry and with the fans and, um, you know, getting interviewed by media from all over the world an amazing thing the the win i'm not going to lie it would have been nice it would have been nice to get a win but uh you know we were there just hanging out and uh having an amazing time and like i said we we never expected to get either of those nominations so it's it's been a beautiful ride ever since that must have been so surreal and and a crazy experience to be at the grammy awards we're actually going to play a tune here off of that brand new record. This is Dale Palo off of Palo Live.
si un palo no es suficiente, right? Eso es lo que digo yo, ¿verdad? Truesdale Jazz Jam. That was Dale Palo from Palo Live, Palo's live album that was nominated for a Grammy and a Latin Grammy. We were talking about that with Steve. So, Steve, uh, you guys went out to LA and you you went to Las Vegas for the last Latin Grammys. Um, how is your career? How has the band's career benefited from the nomination um, now? Well, you know, it's if you're if you're trying to get work or trying to book a tour or something like that, or even just sending out a press release or anything, sending out something just directly to your fans and friends on, on social media, it, it, the, the Grammy brand name and the Latin Grammy brand name are the biggest brand names in all of music. So if you preface something like that, if our manager is sending out an email and he says, uh, Grammy nominated Paulo, people are much more likely to open it, even if they've never heard of Paul. So that has helped a lot. And um, people are impressed by that. Um, not everybody gets to get nominated. And I, I kind of wish maybe the world was different, but we're just really happy that we had the luck of getting that nomination. Um, a lot of people in the industry actually pulled us aside and gave us all kinds of kudos at the Latin Grammys in particular. And they, uh, a lot of people who are producers and engineers are, are big fans. So that, that's kind of a nice thing that those people really like what we're doing. And so because of the fact that we've received 
sort of like you could say is the sanctioning of this incredible uh, organization, more people pay attention. And a lot of people who had been sort of following along and liking what we were doing now sort of started to decide, well, maybe I really need to do something. So I'll give you an example. People who are sort of on the fence, talent buyers, people who would maybe responsible for booking the bands that are going to play in a festival, they were on the fence. Well, now they're not on the fence anymore because we're booked already now. Finally, we're going to Europe in July and playing two major jazz festivals and the major Latin music festival in all of Europe, I believe. It's it's something in France. It's a festival called Tempo Latino. We're going to be there for four days. Uh, we're playing a concert opening up for the main headliner band from Cuba, a band called Havana de Primera, friends of ours, guys who live in Cuba. Incredible band, Cuban salsa, timba. And um, the, the festival loves us so much that they're naming us uh, what they call the sponsors of the festival. So we're like sort of like the spokespeople for the festival this year. And it's all just because of one guy who liked us, the guy who books a festival and he's been running it for over 20 years. And he made that decision. And that sometimes it's a random thing like that where you just need somebody to believe in you and take a chance. And he saw that we got some really good press write-ups over in, in Paris and that there were a lot of fans over there who just independently didn't care that we were on a major label. They just liked our music. So he jumped on and he's um, he, in my opinion, is a courageous guy because the obvious thing to do when you're running a club or a festival is just put on famous acts and uh, do it that way. And he sort of has that because he does have some really big names, but he's also curating his festival and introducing his uh, festival goers to some new music, which I think is a beautiful thing. Keeps the industry going and keeps people interested because you never know that, you know, all the fans would love to say, hey, I was I was at that concert where this band, they played their first show in our country. Awesome, man. That That's super cool. I'm, I'm glad that that has really panned out. Uh, this next tune that we're going to play, La Malengua Resal, Resbala? La Malanga Resbala. You guys did a really cool music video for this, right? Well, yeah. I mean, most of the videos we do, thankfully, we have a team of friends and who have been supporting us for a long time. A special shout-out goes to Ralph Gonzalez, this incredibly talented young filmmaker um, who's been working with us since, I think, around 2009 or 10. And um, he helped us make that video um, basically with no money, you know, a few bucks here and there for whatever we could scrape together. And it's uh, it's our real only video that's been done inside a studio. So it was it was a fun video. It's uh, kind of like a little bit of a throwback look. So if you go on YouTube, you can just look for Gopalo. You'll see all our videos there. La Malanga Resbala is right there. Awesome. This is La Malanga Resbala from Palo Live on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Cuidado, agarra 
that was Malangua Rabala. Resbala. Sorry. Yeah, man. close enough. Close enough. Alpha Palo Live, and, uh, and, and you can go check them out. So, so again, the website is gopalo.com, right? Yes. Gopalo.com is our website. And if you go there, you can see all the social media links. But if you're not um, on the site, just look for G O P A L O. Go Palo. And you'll find us on Instagram and YouTube and uh, Facebook and pretty much everywhere. Awesome. So uh, real quick, we just got a little bit of time left. I'd like to get, uh, I always try to get some kind of aspiring words to people that are up and coming in the music industry from professionals like yourself that have had a lot of experience. Uh, Do you have any type of words of wisdom for anybody? I do because I get to rehearse this a lot with my students at Miami Dade College who want to be, a lot of them want to be artists. And I remind everybody that um, we all get to define success. The word success can be defined individually. So just because somebody doesn't become worldwide famous superstars doesn't mean that they can't have a very rewarding and satisfying career in the music business. Um, in our case with Paolo, we decided we didn't need to be worldwide superstars. We just wanted to start out with a couple goals. Uh, make music that we were proud of and that we enjoyed and that we enjoyed the whole process. And that if that was going to be possible, which it was, that became apparent pretty early. Then we also wanted to just be able to sustain it financially and turn it at some point into something that we could keep doing above the financial level of just like maybe what would be considered an expensive hobby. So with those two goals added in the fact that once we realized that people could like our music, we love the idea of kind of customizing the music to be communicative, that people would get something from it and we would get that feedback and they would enjoy it. And we're at that point already, so we're we're thrilled. It took a long time. It took us, uh, you know, we're almost about to celebrate our 13-year anniversary this summer. But it was, it's been fun the whole time. And I also remind people, if you're going to do something like music as your career, try and make it fun. Because if it's not fun, you, why be in this industry? It's, uh, it's a challenge enough. But we, we enjoy every, every step of the process. We have a blast together. And we just feel like very, very lucky and blessed. Cool. Well, Steve, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, featuring Paolo. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, please tune in every Sunday night at 8 p.m. and every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time to 93.9 FM Colorado Springs. You can also check out the show airing live on kcmj.org. And then every episode that we do is posted as a podcast on iTunes. So you can just type in Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam into iTunes and you can get access to all the podcasts. Also, please, ladies and gentlemen, go on Facebook and like Paolo. And uh, while you're at it, please like the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. And, and one final push for the website, www.gopalo.com, right? That's right. And by the way, if you would like to send me a message on social media, I would be happy to send you an MP3 copy of our Grammy-nominated album, Palo Live. Just get on there, send us a message, and you'll get it. Awesome. Well, please, ladies and gentlemen, take advantage of that offer because it is a slamming record. All right, ladies and gentlemen, i see you next week. Thanks a lot for tuning in.
gente que come mucho, señores, que come mucho y le gusta mucho el cuerpo. Yo no entiendo. Cerdo, chanchito, cuerpito. 